702. The Political Desk. All right, uh, the political story, and I suppose it has political overtones that uh, you can't ignore, is around the deadlock at SAA. The Department of Public Enterprises has accused unions of siding uh, with opportunistic creditors to the detriment of workers in that saga. Uh, NUMSA says, in fact, the department is duplicitous. They want the planes to fly as soon as possible. Who's right? Who's wrong? Uh, we did promise you uh, Irvin Jim uh, earlier on, but I'm told he's not available. He's not going to be able to join us, the General Secretary of NUMSA. But spokesperson Pagamile Lubimajola is on the line. Uh, Pagamile, always a pleasure to chat to you. Welcome back to our program. Good morning, Bongani, and good morning to your listeners, and thank you for having me. All right, uh, we've seen, of course, uh, a bit of a deadlock as far as the SAA saga is concerned. And maybe let's start uh, with Judge Dennis Davis and uh, his reaction to the business rescue process. Uh, he was, of course, as you will know, involved in drafting some of the laws and regulations around that process. He says he's never seen anything like it. Well, yes, indeed. I was um, listening in on the court hearing. There was an, um, a labor appeal application which had been made by the business rescue practitioners in an attempt to set aside a decision by the labor court. The decision was very explicit that they may not retrench workers until they've um, developed a business rescue plan. And the judges were scathing about the behavior of the business rescue practitioners. Judge Dennis Davis saying that in his life he never imagined that when he was uh, you know, working on drafting the legislation that six months later, business rescue practitioners would still not have devised the plan. And I think his comments speak volumes about the the problem of credibility that this particular pair of BRPs, uh, Mr. Shizuo Dongwana and Les Maitison have. They have absolutely no credibility. They've uh, completely been uh, rubbished by the courts. And when you look at where we find ourselves today at SAA, that is precise, it is precisely because of, of, of these BRPs. Right. Let's talk about how the Department of Public Enterprises sees this. They're saying that they're disappointed that uh, one of the things you as the unions are asking for is, uh, uh, well, they're saying that uh, if the process to liquidate SAA goes ahead, uh, you are obviously going to be not uh, first in line and the workers could be affected by that. Uh, What is your view of that? We disagree vehemently with what the department is saying, and we think the department is actually being unfair when they say this, because the same DPE um, has also expressed uh, it's, it's, it, in fact, DPE has been very, very clear. If you remember what Pravin had been saying to Parliament with respect to the business rescue practitioners, it's very clear there's a complete breakdown in trust. He has no trust in them. He has no faith in them. When the plan, uh, draft plan was um, released to the public, to the public, DPE came out straight to say that this plan is not good enough. Now the same DPE wants to impose a defective plan on workers. Um, And I think that for us is is primarily the problem. I think that DPE, uh, we are correct when we say that they are duplicitous because you cannot on the one hand, even before Parliament, condemn the BRPs, uh, confirm that they cannot be trusted, admit that the plan is defective, and then at the same time try and force um, unions to accept a defective plan. And all that we did in that vote uh, when we were supposed to vote last week, was we said, instead of voting on this plan, because it was very clear that this plan was not good enough, 
let's adjourn the meeting so that we can amend and improve the plan because there are very serious problems with the business rescue plan as it stands it does not um, meet up with the standards of the companies act it is uh, it is at risk of being litigated on and it wasn't just us who had expressed reservations 69 percent of the creditors felt that way. So for DPE to then turn around and blame us and say that we are siding with Airlink is completely outrageous. The day before that, we actually were in court fighting against liquidation, uh, an application which had been brought by Airlink because we do not share the same goals as sure, Airlink. Sure, sure, Pagamela. But even if you don't share that goal, if that is uh, the eventuality that happens at SAA, uh, doesn't the department have a point in saying the workers uh, will be the, the biggest losers? The point here is that DPE must be honest and, nego- and negotiate in good faith. If the very same DPE that has been saying they don't trust the BRPs that has actually itself rejected the plan, why don't they come and work with us to amend the plan so that it can be an acceptable plan that will not put everybody at risk of liquidation? I think that's a very simple um, uh, way of doing this. Now, we should ask ourselves why DPE does not want to come to the table and negotiate on that. Could it be perhaps that DPE actually secretly wants this defective plan to, 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 to be implemented. And if that's the case, then we have to ask ourselves very serious questions about the true motives of DPE. Is this an entity that yeah. is interested in the long-term turnaround of SAA or are they themselves out to destroy the airline? One of the contentious issues, of course, is when flights may be resumed. Uh, you're pushing for that to happen as soon as possible because you're arguing that uh, SAA's competitors uh, aren't grounding their plan They're going to try and get back to the skies as soon as possible. Uh, The DPE, uh, Department of Public Enterprises, and the business uh, rescue practitioners are making the argument uh, that Mango could uh, more or less uh, take some of uh, the flights that SAA would have flown as a cost-saving measure. Why is that not good enough? Because the plan was supposed to be a rescue plan for South African Airways, not for Mango. Mango, we've been explicitly told by the BRPs, is not under business rescue. So then why are we in the process of rescuing Mango? And I think that for us is the crux of the issue. If you are talking about SAA being viable and you're talking about the long-term sustainability of SAA, SAA must fly now. SAA's routes, as we speak, are being taken over by global competitors and they're being taken over by, by other carriers. It's regional routes, for example. Airlink is going to benefit um, from those routes if SAA does not operate now. It's really very simple. If we are talking about the long-term sustainability of this airline, then SAA should fly now. But also, and more importantly, Bongani, um, uh, is that this DPE, cannot justify the loss of 3,700 workers during this time of COVID-19. Only an uncaring government would think that such a decision is is fair. Workers are not the ones who are responsible for the collapse of SAA. It's DPE. DPE didn't act when when board members took dodgy decisions, when there was rampant looting and corruption. So why should workers pay with their jobs? And all we are simply asking is that government should act in the interests of all of us when it comes to saving SAA. As quickly as you can, Pagamile, just uh, give us uh, an update on the plight of uh, those workers. Uh, as I as I understand it, uh, a number of them not even really receiving income at this stage. What's the latest? 
Well, we've got a real crisis. It's not just SAA. You've got SA Express, Mongani. SA Express workers haven't received salaries since February. They've been completely abandoned by DPE. There's no plan for them. If you, if you were to phone DPE now and ask them to tell you what is their plan for SA Express, they will not tell you. And that for us is the most tragic situation. These workers did nothing for them to suffer the way that they've been suffering up until now. In the case of SAA, um, SAA workers for some time have been depending on the temporary employee relief scheme that the UIF has made available. Um, for this month, however, they've not received an income. So, I mean, it's really, really difficult times for our yeah. members and their families. And all we are asking for, as government is the shareholder, ultimately the buck stops with them. They have a duty to act and and, 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 and assist workers during this time. And they're not doing that. All right, Pagamane Shubi Matjola, NUMSA spokesperson on the line on the latest deadlock at SAA.